The sponsor for this week's Revolutionary Auto Sales podcast is J&G Auto Reconditioning. Jamie and his crew do such an amazing job that we have them stop by the car lot every week to do paint correction on the vehicles that we've gotten. You can find them by jumping on Instagram or YouTube, searching for J&G Auto, or throw that into Google, pull up his website. That's J&G Auto Reconditioning. Welcome back to another week in the Revolutionary Auto Sales Podcast. I'm Swanee. This is James. This episode is brought to you by Rockstar. So we're Fueling gonna try your to, morning. We're going to try to get Rockstar to send us <laughs> some free drinks. So uh, we drink Rockstars every day. So Rockstar, we just think you're the best and uh, you should send us free drinks. But if my wife or Melanie is listening, Rockstars do not fuel our morning. Clint does not drink Rockstars ever. <laughs> it's my go juice. Yeah. Love it. Well, what have you been up to? Because I've been gone for a little bit. Okay. So we all we recommitted to making the podcast mm. every single week. Yeah. We've been making it. Er- so today's Friday, but we won't release this till Wednesday so that we have a little buffer time and make sure we're, we're there. And Swanee says he's going to set it up where he'll even post even if he's not there. Yeah. And what does he go do? He goes on a cruise. And what does he do? Not set anything up. And what happens? We're late. What do you have to say for yourself? It was the most amazing experience. <laughs> oh, cruising is so great. Okay, before I left, we put out a challenge there because I have a goal for the Omega Watch. Okay. Right? Yeah. I'm sad to say that no one has reached out to me saying that they've got this no Race ha- Out of the Moon Meteorite Edition. So I don't have to buy you one. Yet. Okay, <laughs> but I did get... So we, we got off the ship in Mexico and um, went to the Omega dealer. And I was just looking. They didn't have what I was looking for. Do they know what it was? Uh, oh, so this is how it goes down. So, I, I, you know, I'm like, I look all right. <laughs> I look like I'm 25. You act like you're 22. Thank you. <laughs> you gave me some. Give me a little buffer there every couple of years. So, but so I, I mean, I'm, an, I'm not the person to buy an Omega watch, right? Yeah. Judge me. I because, judge you. You're not. Yeah. If I walk in, I'm not the guy spending a lot of money. So I walk in and, um, you know, I was like, do you have this watch? I want to see this watch. Or no, I had a word. I said, are these the only Omegas you had? Cause it was just like a little case. And she's like, yes. Um, She's like, they're great, they're wonderful, whatever. She's a, she's a rep for them. Do you want to wear one? I was like, yes, I do. <laughs> she didn't even like, I don't know if she thought it was a sale or, or if she was just like, yeah, you can take it for a test drive, whatever. But so, dude, it was the coolest experience. She's like, okay. <clears throat> so she goes, she pulls on white cotton gloves and walks over and unlocks the case and sets down. It, it was like going to How the, much are these? So I'll get there. So... Uh, it was like going to the jeweler. Like she la- she lays out like a velvet padded mat. Well, I'm sure she's putting on a little dog and pony show. Oh yeah. So like if you if you look online the the watch I'm looking for the Grayside Meteorite Edition, it's like thirteen thousand, but it's always on sale for like ten five. Okay. Right. Perma sale. And 
So they had a they had a dark side of the moon, which is if you know a little bit about Omegas, it's the same. It's basically the same watch, but different decorations. I guess would be the way to. It's a Speedmaster edition. It's the Moon Watch. Blah blah. blah. Okay, words. <laughs> so, anyway, so she pulled out, and I, I, you know, I got to try it on and everything, and it was it was it was awesome. It was. It was crafted to just uh, such a high end. It's just like cars, you know. It's how like, much was this watch? Ten grand. Okay, so right because tax and duty free, blah blah blah. You know, whatever. I it came out to be th- this particular watch was like seven grand. So did she ask you for the sale? No. No. Oh, I tried on two different watches. We talked all about them. Um, you know, I like their make and whatever. She, you know, she goes through the list of features and facts and whatever. But um. Oh, I wasn't gonna let her, dude. I, I know how salesmen work. Does she even I, ask? What's her name? No, I'm disappointed. no, she did not ask. I'm disappointed. She did not ask for the for the sale. I'm disappointed. But I, I'm strong on her. I'm like, perfect, thanks. Here you go. And, you know, handed it back to her. But still, I mean, though, man, you put all that effort. Whew. My desire has increased. Oh, stop. You could have the money, and you mm. wouldn't, you wouldn't buy it. That's true. But I can respect that uh, it has the aesthetics that I would desire, and its quality is okay. I don't even know what that ha- means. Top I, I, end. I, I, oh, I dude, what, what I mean is it's a beautiful. Piece what of I mean work. is I got an empty seat next to me. Mm. No. Yeah, he took Halloween hard, didn't he? Clint committed. <laughs> Clint committed to being on the podcast more frequently. He even said at one time, every single time. What was his excuse today? Oh, I don't know. He had to help his dad with something. I don't know. He, he's not coming in. Clint's bit. generosity. Oh, it's stupid. It's to the detriment yeah, of my socialness here at the dealership. Uh, it's his, to the detriment of him being here. I bet, you know, but, but his generosity brings in car sales. No, 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 no. I'm not saying it's not worth it. I'm just saying like, it's just like, it's just like anything. You got to deal with a certain personality. There is, it's at least once a week. It might be twice a week, but at least once a week, Clint does something for someone else and like just drops everything. Like he went and helped someone jumpstart their car the other day. Like took him 30 minutes. Like had to go help him with this, blew up someone's tire. Like he'll do these things. And I'm like, and I'll be calling him. He won't answer. And then like an hour later, he's like, oh, sorry. I go help so-and-so. I'm like, dude, it's like hmm. 11 o'clock and you're not even in work. Dude, that's just Clint. Oh my gosh. Anyone that knows him is like, but he's like. That's who he is. Like, he's just like the most helpful, nicest, for sure. do whatever it takes. Like, so he's helping out his dad this morning and he'll be in it. Good for him. Been in 11. But. Okay. Well, before we move on to good and bad texts, one more thing about Clint. Oh, I got such a good bad text. I'm so excited. Yeah. So Clint calls his mom no. every single day. Every day. Every single day. 100%. Every day. His, I don't remember if you were here or if it. It was Eric that was here, but so Clint's mom stopped by and I, I kind of brought it up and everything about how Clint doesn't come into work because he's outside on the phone talking to you for the next hour. <laughs> and she goes, yeah, he tells me that uh, he calls me every day because one day he won't be able to. Yeah. And, and I was like, you know what? I have to do that. How often do you call your mom? Not. When was the last time? No, my dad. Well, since this conversation... No, before the conversation. Before the conversation. I probably had contact with my my mom and my dad once a month. I'm, dude, I'm probably about the exact same. I mean, my parents came down last night and went to dinner, but that was mm. extenuating circumstances. But Because they're, they're about an hour, 
yeah. hour and 15 minutes north. So I don't see, it's not like a super easy, convenient thing. So I'm about a once a month there. Yeah. So I recommitted to talk to both of my parents once a week. Okay. So I'm going to call them on Sunday. Sidetrack. I know we haven't oh, got to anything cars related yet, but so I have, so Clint's best friend that lives next door to him, they're like super close friends. He speaks to his family or she, it's he, I think one of them does. He was telling me about it every Sunday. The entire family gets on and they speak every Sunday at like six, wow. wherever they are, all the siblings get on all the, and they have a conference call and they talk every Sunday religiously. That's kind of cool. So I'm like, that's a pretty cool idea. But. So I've recommitted, I guess I'm making a commitment for the first time. All right. Let's get, let's get over to this jackass that, uh, I had to deal with okay. yesterday. Good, good and bad text. So you're starting with the bad, it sounds oh, like. Oh, dude, this guy. Okay, so what you have to understand, like, so we have this little dealership. You know, we got 50 cars on the lot. I mean, we're, we're a decent size. You know, we're, we're still probably on this, I would say, medium to small. But people come in and pitch stuff to us. It's not every day, but it's at least every other day. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I've probably had... You're a business. You have money. Give me your money. Right. Yeah. I mean, I bet you we've had four window cleaners come in. I bet we've had four car washers, 10 dent repairs, 10 scratch repairs. Um, then you have all the marketing. You have every, like auto trader cars. All those guys come in. Then you have KSL that comes in. Then you, we, I bet you we've had a dozen warranty companies that come sell my warranty. Let me tell you why my warranty is great. Yeah. Um, we've had... Um, lots of insurance people, lots of payroll people. I mean, it's crazy how many people come in. And the thing is, you always know when they come in, they pull in, they they pop out, and they're holding a little briefcase like a a full, like a leather folder. You know what I'm talking. Yeah, about. I do. I don't know yeah. the word for it. I can't think of the word either. But anyways, they're, it's they're like something that holds documents. It's all basically there's a pad of paper in there mm. with a pen and then whatever they're trying to sell me, <laughs> and and that's just how it is. Oh, and then, they, then you got websites. Then you got. I mean, there's it's it's never ending how much stuff there is trying to sell to us. Oh, and then you have auto part stops, places stopping by. I mean, it's crazy. I that's the one thing that I'm more shocked about anything is how many people come in trying to sell stuff to us. Oh, and then you got kids coming in asking for donations. And mm. we had an Eagle project yesterday that wanted us to sign up for some text message, whatever. And whatever we did, it wasn't, it was free, but it was just like, there's people coming in every single day, at least every other day, more, it feels, and they're asking for our money. And we, and, and just, I mean, we have to say no, just, I mean, it's just, anyways. Okay. That's, that's like the pre, Ooh, oh, good I'm, setup. I'm getting worked up just thinking about how many. Okay. So guy calls in yesterday and he, you know, he asked for, he asked for Clint and Clint starts talking to him. He's like, you know, who do you use for warranty? You know, we, we have a brand new warranty. Company. And Clint's like, actually, I'm not the guy for this. And he's kind of like pawning it off. I mean, I'm like, give me the phone. I'm like, no. I'm more than happy to tell this guy no. So, so I grabbed the, oh, excuse me. I grabbed the phone. The guy says to me, you know, we've, we, you know, I'm calling with blah, I can't remember, blah, 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 warranty company. And... We, we, you know, we're really upset the warranty industry because of the warranty that we're selling. You know, would you, would you like to hear more about it? Mm. I said, honestly, no thanks. You know, I'm, I'm really happy with the warranty company we use. Did you give him I did my not. pitch? You uh. love that little pitch. No, I, I, I just cut him off. I just said, honestly, I, I'm happy with everything that we have. I'm not interested in getting a new warranty company. You're probably the 12th warranty company that's called me. I'm just, I'm just not interested. Thank you. Click. I didn't, I didn't wait for a response. I just hung up. Like, I'm just like, dude, I don't have time to yep. take all these phone calls and let you pitch to me and let me, I just, sorry. I just, I don't have that time. Okay. 
10 minutes later, we get a, I get a email that's like a notification for a car lead says when one of your owners hangs up in the ear of a business person from a local company, it's a bad look. As a local businessman, I take pride in giving business to local, to local businesses. Okay. He said local four times so far, including purchasing vehicles from those businesses. When basic tact and courtesy is not shown, it makes it impossible to give businesses to those companies. It's impossible to give businesses to those companies and word of mouth referrals compound the issue. So, so he's like, I'm never buying a car from you. Well, he's like, he just wants to guilt trip me and be like, oh my gosh, I'm going to like, and I, and I, I started to, I, I, I brought it up and I was going to respond to him and just be like, and I just, and just give it to him. And then I was like, you know what? I don't want to spend any energy on this. So I stopped. And then I even said, I'll just read on the, on the podcast yeah. and that'll get, I'll expel my energy. That'll, that'll make me everyone. feel better on the podcast. You know, and, and the fact of the matter is, I mean, this guy is just doing his best to hustle on it. There's nothing wrong with that. But, and you're on the other end of having received so many that sure. you're worn out. Sure. You know, I guess to me is, yeah. I feel it's a little, little obnoxious that he's the one cold calling me and then he's mad that I don't want to hear him out. Like, that's just life. Like, you, you, don't, you don't get to choose how the market is. You don't, I, don't, I don't know. I just... I Do you know how many calls I get? And this is how it starts. You get a robocall. If you pick that up, they know there's someone live on the other end. Mm-hmm. And then three hours later, you get a call from like your local county area code and then it's like will you give money you're like no oh except i can't i'm not bold so i'm like three hours after <laughs> i'm like uh can you call me back <laughs> and I, I guess like i mean i felt like i wasn't even that rude i mean he thought so oh he did not like that um anyways i'm i i, I just that's something we just deal with. Like, it's just like people, I, I guess that's the world we live in, right? We live in the social media, you know, where people, I mean, we talked about this yesterday, going into the comment sections of a story or Bad a Facebook news. or of anything. Right. And it's just like, why do people like, why do people feel the need to just, cause it raises your blood pressure because <laughs> they like it. Okay. You got a good text. I got a good text. Well, I, I don't, I'm not going to, I did the, the good text is more of like a situation that's, that's really ironic. The whole thing. Okay. Uh, someone texts in and they ask, they're asking about our Sequoia. They're like, hey, tell me about your Sequoia, blah, 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 blah. Um, I'm like, it's in awesome shape. And it, it was in exceptional shape for a year and miles. Like, it's really, it was a nice Sequoia. Um, and we're actually going to get into their trade. And their trade's actually one of the good examples. But uh, before we get there, uh, so she, she's like, well, t- tell me what you can do for my trade. I tell her. Okay, tell me what you can do for your Sequoia. I told her. Okay, so how much am I going to need with my negative? I'm like, All right, so you're going need, to need a loan of like 20 grand, whatever it was, right? Right. And she's like, okay, I'm going to try to get a pre-approved. So she goes to the bank. Oh, I can't get pre-approved, but I'm going to go try to do, get another loan over here. Okay. I'm going to go try to do that. And so she's like working super hard to get this all done. And I'm texting her back and forth, answering her questions. Lo and behold, she's like, okay, I'm approved. Uh, I'm going to bring, when can I bring in the check? And I'm like, uh, whenever you want. Okay. I'm coming in tomorrow at two. I'll bring in my car. You can look everything over. I'm like, great. Okay. (laughs) She she comes, so has she been in the dealership? Has no, she brought you her car? No. She comes in with a cashier's check. Oh, dude, she is just cold. To buy the car. She's cold to it. It's she done. She, she's already bought it. Like, she's already signed paperwork with the, with the credit union. Like, she has a check to buy the car. She has not even seen the car. I haven't seen her car. Ooh. And she's like, yeah, this was done a little... And, and there are long, there's a lot of reasons why she didn't have time to do it any other way. But anyways... But like it was like it actually worked out like super smooth. So they brought her car in. I looked it over. It was exactly what the condition it was in. Mine had um, 
what I, I had to fix something and, and they were okay, and they knew that anyways, I had to fix something and, and I told him I would, and I, we've already, since then we've already fixed it. Um, but like she did a whole purchase without even like looking at a car, like just straight up trusting. I mean, she came in with the cashier's check and it was just, it was awesome. She's like, I know this is so different. I'm like, actually, I'm like, I've never done a deal like this, but yeah. uh, you know, especially if it's not like I me, mean, if a new car, it'd be one thing. Cause it, sure. Yeah. I remember we shipped, yeah, yeah that, that was shipped $120 sp- so it was awesome. I mean, it was just cars, like, it was, and it turned out really good. She, you know, they were, her and her husband, they were great and it all worked out. And, but, uh, so I mean, you, I mean, it's kind of funny. You have the spectrum of things, right? You have, you have people that are like super trusting, super like, yeah, let's just make it work. And then you have people that are like, oh, I don't, you know, and there's the exact opposite. And there's yeah. nothing you can say that they're going to believe you. I mean, it's yeah. kind of crazy. But, Very cool. Yeah. Good interaction then. Yeah. It was, no, they're great. That was cool. Okay. Well, let's get to the main topic of the week. Getting the most out of your trading. Okay. There's like, I could ask this a lot. Like people just say, Hey, is this a fair price? And talking about their trading. Yeah. Sorry. Is this a fair amount? This, that this dealership wants trade? to give me this. Yeah. My, this dealership said they're going to give me that. Okay. In like the easiest way possible. Um, you don't need to ask someone. It, my opinion doesn't matter. Okay. Um, the only opinion that matters is the market. Okay. And so, I mean, it's a little bit harder. I mean, it's not, it's not, it's not a perfect science, but you know, let's say you have a 2016 Ford fusion and you want to trade it in. Okay. The easiest thing to do is instead of calling your friend that's in the car industry, just go online and see what they're selling for. Okay. Mm-hmm. Car gurus is the one that's easiest. It'll tell you if it, it, it uses their own algorithm, say if it's good, best, great deal, whatever it is. Right. Yeah. So you go on there and you see that your car a similar make and miles, everything's in the, it's selling for about 13 grand. Okay. So that's what retail is. That's what the dealership's going to try to sell it for. Okay. So right there, you know what they're going to try to sell it for. They're probably going to offer you anywhere from three to $4,000 less than that retail price. That's just, that's just what they're going to offer. Right. So let's say you go to a dealer and they offer you 10 grand. Okay. Is that a fair deal? Well, the question is, are you willing to sell it on your own? Okay. Now, the fact of the matter is you're not going to be able to sell for 13 grand. There's no case. No, there's no situation. Well, there's rarely a situation you're going to be able to sell for 13 grand because a dealership's going to be able to demand more money for it because they're taking on the responsibility of. They have a name. They have a name. They're going to do the paperwork. They're going to get it licensed and through the, the state. They oftentimes can sell a warranty. They oftentimes can arrange financing. So they're going to be able to de- get more money. They just are. And on top of that, a, a franchise dealer is going to be able to say, you know, that Ford Fusion, say, can, say it goes into the Ford store. A big Ford dealership will be able to sell that for more because they're a Ford dealer, especially if they're a big name franchise dealer. They're going to sell it for more than I can here at my small lot. That's just the yeah. fact of the matter. So you can't expect as a consumer to be able to sell it for what the dealership can. You just, it's just not fair. On top of that, you could sell it for more than the trade in value, right? So if, if they're going to try retail for 13 and they're going to offer you 10, somewhere in the middle, you're going to be able to sell it for. On, on your own, on your own, through KSL, through car, uh, Craigslist, whatever it is. The only the only caveat to that is how quickly that will take. And so that's one of the big issues is you know, it might take you 30, 60, 90 days to sell something. That makes it a very that makes it very difficult. So, um, so the 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 gal that bought the Sequoia that we were just talking about, she uh, so she said, well, I have a lot of negative equity. And that was one of the issues she was getting financing done. But she said how much are you willing to give it to give, give, give me for it? And I said, you know what? This is probably, you know, about a 14, 14 to $15,000 vehicle. Um, what have you been offered? And she says, I've had two dealerships offer me 12. I said, honestly, those are fair offers, but tell you what, I'll offer you 13 
Um, you know, I'm not going to try to make a ton of money on your vehicle as long as it's in good condition, yada, yada, yada. I'll offer you 13 shifts. Thank you so much. And that's one of the really things that pushed her over the edge and, and got her excited is that I was willing to give her a little bit more. Can you let me pause on that? Sure. Can you offer her 13 because you say no to all the people trying to increase your expenses by selling you warranties and Boom. payroll and Boom. car take, washing and Boom. window take washing. Take that, Ryan. How does that feel? Um, yeah, exactly. Um, oh, does that just stroke your ego? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and the funny thing is we can, we can offer a little bit more just because our overhead's smaller than these bigger dealerships. And, but you also don't carry as big a name as like a franchise. 100%. No, then there's, there's, give there's and take. trade-offs. hundred percent there is, you know? And so we're able to give her a little bit more and she was excited and it actually worked out really nice. And so, and, and again, I think, I think we're going to, I think we'll list that thing at 14, nine. I'm in at 13 and we'll have to put a little bit of money in it. We'll pay a little bit of interest on it. And so someone will pay, someone will want to negotiate. Someone will negotiate. So, I mean, if I can sell a thing for 14, five, even 14 grand, I'll probably make anywhere from 600 to a thousand bucks. I mean, move on with life. Like, you know, that's mm-hmm. kind of how the, kind of how it works. I, it, you know, it has low enough miles that it's under factory warranty, so it won't need anything. So, but I mean, so for her, I mean, there's, there's two, there's two ways to find out what your value is. A, do your own research. And th- that research takes a grand total of five minutes. Go online, search for your own call and see what it's worth. And then get a couple bids. Now that can take a little bit of time, but like going to a place like CarMax, they'll give you a, a hard number that's they'll buy it from you. So they, there you can know. And if someone's willing to give you more, you can, you can get a little bit more money that way. Um, okay. Two more stories. Don't let me forget about two plus two equals four. Write that down. Okay. Um, so we have another, another guy that bought a vehicle from us. So he calls in and he basically says, um, what's my vehicle worth? And so I, I go, give me VIN and miles. And so I go search for it. You know, I, I'm doing a, just my normal due diligence and he has it listed on car gurus as a private seller for 15 grand. Okay. And you're like, you would not believe this. I found a car exactly like <laughs> the, well, to the, the exact mile oh, and seriously. color. It was, I mean, it's obviously his vehicle and he's, and he's priced and, and car guru just saying it's overpriced. And I tell him, I say, look, I'm way less than what you're trying to sell it for. And I think I kind of surprised him that, that you were doing research. That I knew that? that I knew that he was selling it and I knew what he was trying to sell it for. And he's like, no, I understand. And I think we ended up, I, I told him, he said, you know, this is probably worth, I'm going to try to sell this for 13 grand. You're offering, you're trying to sell it for 15. I mean, I'm not, I'm way below 13. And I think we ended up, ended up at 11 and he got a little bit of sales tax savings. So it was about $12,000 value and it ended up working out. But I mean, the, one of the flaws that he ran into Cause he's like, I was trying to, I wanted to sell it on my own. He was asking more than it was, than it was worth. I mean, he was literally asking way over retail. And so if you're going to try to sell something on your own, I, I actually think it's a great thing. Now there's a lot of reasons why it can make it very difficult. If you have a vehicle that you still have a payoff on, mm-hmm. it's going to be hard to sell that. It's going to be hard to make that transaction because let's say you're trying to sell your vehicle and I come to you. Okay. I have $15,000 cash. So on, I want to give it to you. Can I have the title? Oh, no. Nah, it- it's with the bank because they own it because I have a loan on it. Right. And that whole facilitating that with a, with a consumer, with another person, oh, that, that's going to be very difficult. It's late. It's 7 o'clock because you came after work. Exactly. Can you take some time off work? We'll go to the bank in the middle of the day. They have the title. We'll sign it over there. Well, and the bank's not going to have the title. It's going to be up there titling company and wherever the headquarters of the bank is. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of issues that you run into. And now, I'm not saying you can't do it. And it just takes a little more to... No, I've done it. You, but it was like it was one of those like, it's an ordeal it's yeah. gonna it's gonna take you some time okay, so we're gonna meet on tuesday and we're gonna go down like, exactly schedule it out so the problem is what you have to understand is but you can't be asking for more than what it is retail so you do that little bit of research you know you can't be asking 15 when it's only worth 13 or 14 to the dealer so you have to be at more like 12 12 5 to try to sell it um 
So that's kind of like, so I know, I know a lot of people ask me like, is this a fair value? And I'll, and I'll end up doing the research that they should be doing themselves and saying, you know, here's, here's what I would do. And I mean, one of the, one of the powerful things I, I did with a customer yesterday, I said, look, I'm, he goes, what's my trade worth? I said, I'll do, I'll, I'm going to tell you exactly how I come to what your trade's worth. Is this something like caravan? Yeah. yeah. So we did on this Dodge Caravan. I said, I said, here's your vehicle, pulled it up in Cargroves. Here's my, the four competitors of your vehicle. The four people that I'm going to have to compete against um, are all trying to sell their, the same vehicle for 18 grand. Um, so, and then let's look at what auction is. Auction was like 16 grand. So I'm like, I'm at 16 grand. Like, you know, I, I got to make a little bit of money. And you say auction because you can go to the auction I could and buy go, that car. Technically, the auction value means I could go to auction, buy the exact same vehicle for 16 grand. So why would I give you more than what I could go buy on my own for? That's kind of the premise of that idea. And, you know, he's like, I need to chew on it. I need to sleep on it. I need to talk to my wife. So great. I said, well, if I need to come up a little bit or come off mine a little bit, let's, let's do that. But until you're ready to make that decision, let's hold off. And so I'll call him later today. But... I think when I show someone how I come to the number, it's not just like, oh, let me look up book values. Let me just, what do I think I can, you know, it's literally, what does the market say it's worth? I don't even care what a book value is. Like, I, 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 don't, I don't know what book is on that vehicle and I gave them a number that I'd buy it for. Like, in my opinion, There's, it, yeah. it doesn't matter. You know, I, I can think of one reason why book value would matter, but even then, I know we break that rule. So book value being what the bank's going to loan on. But we have vehicles that are priced higher than book value because the market's so strong. Oh, 100%. And we also run into a problem where, like I can think of one right now, that forerunner, where people want it, they don't have the cash, they're going to get a loan, but the banks won't loan that much because, right. but, the, but the market says it's worth so much more. 100%. Well, I mean, we have that 06. And that's something we just have to deal with as a dealership. That 06 LBZ, yeah. 100%. Yeah. The, the market says things were 25 grand all day long. We've had 25 phone calls on it, but book on it's only like 19 grand. So, I mean, you're going to have to come up with three, $4,000 down to be able to buy this. You know, and people are like, well, you're selling over book. Well, no, no, I'm not selling over book. I'm selling for what the market said. Yeah, you called on it because you know book unfortunately is doesn't. And... You know, and, and so and, and that's and that's just part of the nature of the beast, and it is what it is. And so, book values are you know such a small caveat in what a vehicle's worth. I, I mean, someone looks up NADA, looks up Kelly. I, I don't think that's what a vehicle's worth. I don't think it even matters. Sure. You know, it's 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 a guideline, but I don't think. So let me talk. Let me let me tell a story or two. So. I used to be a used car manager, so um, I was doing a lot with, as, Joy, as James points out, Rockstar. We're going to get free Rockstar, mark my words. It might take a little bit. We're going we're gonna to All right. It. I like it. Uh, so I was a used car manager for a couple of dealerships, uh, managing their inventory. So um, one of the things that I saw was the, uh, the condition of the vehicle, specifically like, like, Yes, you know, dents, scratches, tears in the leather, stuff like that. That all plays a role. Or if there's maintenance that needs to be done or check engine lights. But, man, just detailing your car. I've seen cars that come in. Oh, dude, we've got that Suburban out back. We have cars that come in that look like. Let's post a picture of, the, of that vehicle. Oh. It's, yeah, let's do it. Okay, we'll do it. It's crazy. Okay. There was a stroller in the back, for heaven's sakes. It's like. Not a nice stroller. Were you the one that was telling me at Hyundai that they found, like, people sleeping in. Yeah. Vehicles because oh, they homeless, got left home, unlocked. Homeless people slept in okay. vehicles when it was cold. I've oh, seen I've seen vehicles that look like they were left in downtown Salt Lake, and homeless people lived in them and threw raves in them for the last three years, and oh, then they bring it in and they trade it in, and it's like, you you just lost a thousand fifteen hundred dollars. Oh, not even trying. Not even trying. Ooh. And I've seen some that come in and it's like, they they I mean you know that they just had this thing professionally. They forked out three hundred dollars. They had it professionally detailed, and. 
It's just like, I don't have to do anything to this vehicle. I don't have to buff it. Right. I don't have to pull out. And, but here's the crazy dance. Thing. It's also like, you look at that car that's been detailed. You, you, whether you, what, you know, you're, we're all human. We look at it and are instantly we're like, oh, they, they take good care of their vehicle. Uh-huh. This doesn't need anything. Yep. Yep. And it could need brakes, tires, who knows what. I mean, it could need all sorts of stuff. Excuse me. But the same goes for the other ones. Like, this thing's a piece of crap. Oh, tell them it's worth three grand lower than what we normally give them. Like, because it looks yeah. so horrible. I, mean, oh, yeah. I, I, yeah. could, I completely agree with you. So, so trying to get the most out of your trading value, keep that in mind. Okay. Like, last thing I want to, the numbers. Okay. And so oh, we, we've talked, to, I've talked about this a ton. I want to tell my story, though. Oh, go tell your story. Sorry, go. Okay. So this is my second story. And this is what I've told before. Uh, my cousin. Oh, look who just pulled in. Clint, Clint McIntosh. What time is it? Oh, dude, it's ten oh eight. Ten oh eight. He's early. He's gonna interrupt this podcast. He'll Let's wrap say, it up fast. Well, no, we'll have him come say hi. Okay. Okay. So, um, remind me to turn up his mic when he comes in. So, my cousin. Um, this is back in two thousand three, two thousand four, two thousand five, somewhere around there where gas was like four dollars, four and a half dollars a gallon. He's out in California. I've told this story before. So he comes into the dealership. Um, he was driving something else. Um, and so a salesman ups him, right? He comes up, starts chatting with them and everything. And he's like, uh, you know, what, what, what you're shopping for, what you're looking for, whatever. And my cousin names off the car that he owns. He's like, well, 2004 Jetta turbo diesel, you know, the ones that get like 50 miles to the gallon. And the guy's like, real, if I had one of those, I'd sell it three, three times today. You can't get those. <laughs> gas price so high. Gas mileage is so good. Like you, you can't get them. He's like, oh, okay. So then his wife pulls in like 10 minutes later to come pick him up. And she pulls in in the Jetta. He comes in and he's like, hey, I want to know a trading value on a vehicle. <laughs> you know, one you can't, you can't find anywhere. You could sell three times a day. Like an 04 turbo diesel Jetta. Oh, I, I don't have heard that story. That's a good story. Yeah, yeah, right. But that comes down to that. That would have been it's what the market says it's worth, 100%. right? So maybe 100%. he didn't have the maybe he didn't have the research on hand, but the salesman basically told him the research. The market says these vehicles are oh yeah all day every day, hundred percent. And that kind of leads me to that last point: the two plus two plus the two plus two equals all four. Right. So this is like. This is a small, this is a small caveat, I, I, you know, but you know, it kind of goes back to what are people's hot buttons, right? You know, mm-hmm. I, I would have a salesman come up to me when we're selling new cars and said, Hey, they, they, they have to get this much for their trade. They say they have to get 10 grand and I look and their trades worth eight grand. I'm like, it's not worth 10 grand. Um, but if I can sell my car for more or give them less discount or X, Y, Z, I, I can difference. show them that. Yeah. I can show them the 10. So if I was going to do two plus two is four, but they want a three, I can do one plus three equals four. I can, I can maneuver some of the other elements of the deal to give them what I want. So it is that just kind of like, be careful with making sure you're getting the deal you think you're getting because there are other aspects of the deal, um, that happen there. And so some of the ways people mitigate this, and I don't know if you necessarily have to do this, but, um, is have them appraise your car separately. Say, what's my car worth? beforehand or you negotiate a deal and say, Oh, and I have a trade, which that happened a lot. And I was it's like, like playing poker, like hold, and then it hold really the super bugged me, but I, I was like, it's more of like, it makes you feel a little like insulted, I guess, even though I don't blame them, but it is one of those things like, Oh, you think I was going to take advantage of you? I, I suppose that's fair. But, um, so I mean, 
just just be careful as you're going as you're thinking about what your bid. I, I always think what's smart is make sure you know what it's worth. Do that little research we talked about. Get maybe a one or two bids on it. You don't have to do that, but knowing what it's worth that way, you can you can uh, you understand the the portion of the deal that's going on when you're getting that traded value. So yeah, perfect. But Clint walked in. He went straight into the restroom, and I suppose he is not coming out. Not for the next hour. <laughs> Okay, well, thanks always for uh, tuning in, guys. If you have any questions about trade-ins, uh, hit us up. You know, if you want to, uh, if you want to get like, well, I don't know, what can we offer to people? You know, I, I, I was just thinking as you were talking about that. You I, know, what I, about I, what about this? What if, um, what if people want a Carfax of their own vehicle? Sure. If they decide to sell it on their own. Yeah, no, we've done we've done that before. Right. Yeah. Because there are customers out there that are going to want a Carfax. Maybe they want to shell out forty dollars for one. Sure. So hit us up. Maybe we can get them a Carfax on their personal car. Yeah, if you want a Carfax, I'm more than happy to send one to you. Or even if you're looking for one, I'd, yeah, we'd absolutely be more than happy to help you. Um, yeah, well, we appreciate you guys listening. Thanks so much. We'll see you next week. Hopefully we get rock stars. Yes. Hey, guys. Swanee here. The three of us at Revolutionary Auto just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast. If you enjoyed today's discussion, leave us a rating and a review. Also, be sure to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. We really love when you guys reach out to us, whether it's questions about the car industry, sharing your own stories, or just offering words of encouragement. So to chat with us, jump onto Facebook Messenger, drop us a line. It really keeps us going throughout the week.